welcome back. Let's Get Physical Therapy is an educational podcast brought to you by MedStar Health and hosted by me, physical therapist Becca Schumer. I will be sharing the mic with tons of healthcare professionals with the goal of educating and inspiring fellow PTs and future PTs. We hope you find this both informative and inspirational, ultimately optimizing how we treat our patients and grow as professionals. Please enjoy today's episode. Today on the podcast, we're joined by Nick Fisher. He's a registered dietitian. He's been on the podcast a few times now on episode 7, 36, and now this one. If you want to go back and listen, he talks about the importance of nutrition for recovery and post-injury, post-surgery, and also nutrition for runners in those episodes. But today, we're taking a little detour from the usual topics that we present on this podcast. We are just going to talk about healthy eating tips for the holidays holidays are right around the corner. So I just thought this would be a fun episode to chat with Nick about what his top tips are for the holidays. So let's go get Nick. Hi, Nick Fisher. How are you doing today? Good. How about you? Doing great. I'm happy to host you for the third time this year. Oh, yes. I'm hoping to get on as many as I can. So we'll keep doing them. Well, my friend, you are winning. And Thanksgiving is just a few days away. And I thought it'd be cool to do this episode on healthy eating tips, not just for Thanksgiving, but the holidays. I did not read much of a bio for you because once again, this is your third time on. So guest, if you would like to learn more about Nick, tune into episode seven or 36 from this year. Yeah, good. Yeah, hopefully hopefully we uh, got some good tips here and help some people out. So please. All right. Can you kick us off with some healthy eating tips for the holidays? I'd love to hear some. Yeah. So everybody always asks dietitians like, you know, how to survive the holiday or um, how, how do you make the, the stuffing some weird fad diet way. And a- any dietitian should just basically tell you to like leave the holiday meal alone. Um, let it be what it is. You know, that no matter how caloric dense you make that meal, it's one meal out of like hundreds that you eat. So like it's actual impact is pretty much zero. Um, and besides that, like if you start like messing with like the stuffing recipe or the sweet potatoes, like just leave it alone. You know, everybody wants to eat those meals for what they are. You're not going to be well received if you bring, you know, your protein enhanced cranberry jelly that doesn't taste the way it's supposed to. And, you know, grandma's going to be mad at you, uh, cut you out of the will. Like, so it's just not going to work out well. Leave it alone. Yeah. Do you find that when people substitute certain things that they actually end up eating more of it because they're not satisfied? Uh, In some cases, yes, because they're trying to avoid eating what they want because they have uh, a a non-accurate idea in their head telling them that that food is good or bad. Um, Or, you know, they're substituting something because they think it's healthier or lower in calories and it's the opposite. Um, You know, like when people they, they only they only use olive oil not butter and i'm like well it's it's still calories so if your goal is calorie control you're not really achieving it right all right we got i forgot to say we have five tips today i'm a terrible host so that's tip number one what's tip number two nick um it, it kind of plays off that one in the sense that you know this is one meal um if you're eating three balanced meals a day and everybody should be eating three balanced meals you know a balanced meal is one that has a protein option a carb option and a fruit and vegetable option 
um, fruit or vegetable. Um, that's that's over a thousand meals a year. So this one meal is not going to improve your diet or make it bad because um, your diet is made up of everything you eat over time. Um, so if, if you have a well-balanced diet, eat this meal to your heart's content because um, it's not going to do anything. If you have an unbalanced diet, this having a good holiday meal won't make a difference anyway, so enjoy it. But then outside of that, work on your balanced diet, aka talk to a dietitian. If we do happen to consume a little more than usual, our bodies know what to do with that extra caloric intake, correct? Yeah, it it, you're, it, it does what it does. It 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 basically it makes a turn. Um, the <laughs> end. It nothing bad happens if you eat too many calories in that one meal. You might. You might be a little heavier the next day. You might have more water weight, but one meal is hard to eat enough to gain significant weight. Um, for perspective, in order to in order for me to gain one pound in body weight um, from body fat, I would have to eat three thousand five hundred extra calories above my base needs of like twenty five hundred calories. So I'd have to eat, you know, 6,000, 7,000 calories a day to gain anything significant. So let that meal be what it is. Get your diet in check as a whole. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Cool. All right, what's tip number three? Um, so don't go to the meal hungry. Um, we all we all can relate to the fact that whenever you're hungry, you end up um, picking bigger portions, more options. You know, I always end up with more um, fried food if I go out to eat and I'm hungry than if I go out to eat and I'm not hungry. So, you know, don't go to the meal hungry. Eat your normal meals. Don't, you know, work out to burn off calories to save up for the meal. This is just another day. Um, don't go to the meal hungry because if you go with without a lot of hunger cues, you'll likely be a little more in control. But again, it's only one meal, so it's really not that big of a deal if you are a little bit more indulgent. What do you suggest for people who have around holiday time, they have a lot of family gatherings in a short period of time, so they're more concerned that they are kind of eating outside of their norm? Any suggestions for those people? The um, same I, thing? I guess if, if you have that healthy diet, um, that's going to help them. And if they're if they have a whole bunch of meals they're going to, um, you pretty much use those meals as a way to meet and greet, try the things that maybe you really only want to eat, um, and don't go hungry. Cause if they, if, if you, well, here's my, my go-to, I don't like Turkey. I don't like corn. Um, it just doesn't, not my thing, but like, I will mess up some stuffing and gravy, like get out of my way. Like it's game time. So like, I'm going to eat the stuffing and gravy cause it's what I want the most, I'm not going to take the things that I only sort of want because I'm not going to enjoy them anyway. So why why waste my time with it? You're going to have to fight me for that stuffing, Nick. Game. It's on. <laughs> All right. That makes a lot of sense, Nick. So what's number four for us? What do you have? So number four, I guess, kind of kind of goes it back to the, um, you know, sticking with the foods that you really like because you kind of gave lobbed me up a good question to answer that one with. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's. Eat the things you like, um, stick with it, and enjoy it. Um, you know, that's what that's always a good good go to. Because yeah, you know, when people try to eat like you know a little bit of everything, they end up with extra. If you go to a party and there's 
a thousand different snacks on the table. You're going to eat a little bit of all of them. If you just stick to what you actually like, you'll be better off. It's a kind of a good time too to try new things, right? Because you might, if you're doing a potluck or family brings something that you're not used to eating, then kind of being open to trying new things around this time, but also yeah. not being worried that you're going to overconsume just because you're trying these new things. Yeah. I mean, it, again, that there's that idea where this is one meal. So trying new things could be a way to one, give you a new holiday favorite. Um, two, it, there's nothing ever wrong with trying new food. Um, so definitely try some new stuff. Um, but you know, don't, don't, don't change the ones that are already good. Try the ones that are new. Mm -hmm. This brings us to number five, which is my favorite one. So what's number five? This was actually the one that you thought of, not even me. Maybe that's Uh, why I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's when you said it to me, I was like, wow, that is like a really, really, really good idea. Um, So the one that you came up with was eat those holiday foods more often through the year. And that really makes a lot of sense because if you have it more often, not that we want to make the holiday meals less exciting or boring or whatever, but if I'm going to have stuffing throughout the year, I'm going to be a little more controlled with it. Um, and then I'm going to maybe not feel as overly full after the meal. Cause it, I didn't like, it wasn't the one time a year I get it. So I have to make it count kind of mentality. Um, so, you know, including those holiday meals throughout the year or including parts of them in different ways. Um, I don't know if anybody out there has ever tried to make a um, quesadilla with turkey and cranberry sauce. Um, I highly recommend like a Thanksgiving quesadilla because you can get turkey any time of the year and canned cranberry. And who doesn't love a quesadilla? So it's a way to include those things, but a little different. I feel like this reduces that scarcity mindset. Oh, this is the one time I can have this all year long. So we tend to overconsume. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. That was short and sweet and right to the point. Are there any other tips, tricks, bonus things that you want to share with us with regards to holiday eating and holiday nutrition tips? Um, God, the, the only one I can really think of is so often people feel that they have to have like everybody's favorite dessert. So they end up with like, 20 different pies or they they hate cooking but they feel this immense obligation to make this glorious turkey that they hate and they stress about and it kind of takes away from the holiday i'm a big fan of simplifying meals so there's uh, it's more about the people you're with and less about you know everybody getting their own pie to to throw down their throat it's you know keeping it simple and enjoying it um, and not stressing about it and just having fun. And just as we're talking, I'm thinking like we often have these holiday traditions that are focused around food, but it'd be also nice to maybe incorporate holiday traditions that aren't necessarily centered on food to sort of expand upon that. Oh, yeah. We, um, me and my wife, we love mountain biking and hiking and all that stuff. So for us, having a holiday is just a really easy way to not have to go to work, have extra time to do more adventures. Um, one of my favorite Thanksgivings was a Friendsgiving we did in, uh, the desert in Utah. And we had such an awesome time doing like a, a pseudo Thanksgiving dinner, um, with friends in the desert. And just what more of an excuse do you need to get together than uh, a holiday that you can go have fun with? Love it. 
All right, I didn't prepare you for this question, but I want to know, we already know you love stuffing, so that's probably number one, but what are your top three go-tos during the holidays? What do you look forward to the most? Oh, God. Uh, silence? Quiet? <laughs> no, food. Food-wise. Oh, so food. Okay. Yes, yeah, st- stuffing and gravy. Um, Gosh, I, I, if I'm, I'm going to eat turkey, it's going to be the dark meat turkey. I, I don't really like white meat as much, so it'll definitely be the dark meat. And if my aunt Carolyn is making the, some of the meals. She usually makes a lasagna that is it, like, it, it's one of the greatest lasagnas I've ever had in my life. So one of her lasagnas would definitely be uh, my go-to. Okay. All right. If I had to do my top three, it would for sure be stuffing first. Um, my grandmother, we used to do lobster tails on Thanksgiving. So oh, yeah lobster tails and then number three would be some kind of squash dish i like like the delicata squash the acorn squash butternut mm-hmm. squash all the squashes bring them on yeah our garden this year we have about i'm looking at them right now i think i have about 15 or 20 butternut squash from our garden still just waiting to get used um i'll yeah, take so them off the your hands definitely a go-to i will take those off your hands anytime <laughs> hey, i have plenty um Sweet. no yeah that's those are my top three go-to foods. I'd say I'd probably like to have a dark beer with them as well. All right. So definitely something dark and uh, roasty would be a go-to. Love it. All right. Well, we wanted to keep this short and sweet, so I'm going to keep it that way. I really appreciate you joining us for the third time. Once again, I don't have a trophy for you, but you are the winner of this year for being on the podcast <laughs> the most. Any parting words or any celebratory words you'd like to share with the world? No, just, you know, enjoy your holiday, get your balanced diet in general in check, and you can enjoy the holiday meal carefree. Love it. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for your time. You are welcome. Have a good holiday. Yep. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Let's Get Physical Therapy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at PT. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review so we can reach more listeners just like you. As always, we appreciate your time and hope you join us for our next episode.